0: Welcome to the Go GoBundance podcast, the audio channel for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic lives. You know, the problem with most successful guys is they are awesome, yet at the same time, they suck. <laughs> they're too one-dimensional, like they have big, fat money, but also a big, fat gut. <laughs> or the opposite, they may look good as hell naked, but if you look in their savings account, they're as broke as a $3 watch. Some may have both muscle strength and financial strength, but they've been divorced five times and their kids don't even speak to them. Some have huge smiley family portraits in their foyer, but not a single friend that's honest and objective with them. Some may be gregarious to hell, surrounded by people in hugs galore, but their charitable giving is shameful. Come on, man. Really? That's all you gave back? I think you get my point by now. At Abundance, we know we're not perfect, but our goal is to be better. Better multidimensionally In six simple categories We call these our pillars Number one Horizontal income Number two Age defying health Number three Bucket list adventures Number four Genuine contribution Number five Authentic relationships And number six Extreme accountability So speaking of number six Let's dig into this week's interview with a GoBro, And you can tell me is he walking and talk or is he a false prophet?
1: <laughs> Have you dreamed of being part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but maybe you're just not quite there yet on the balance sheet? You haven't hit that million dollar net worth, but you understand the value of being part of this community and part of this brand and why the six pillars are so important and they're important to you. Well, we've got a great opportunity for any one of you out there that are seeking one day to be whole life millionaires and join GoBundance. That is our Emerge program from GoBundance. My name is Jamie Gruber. I'm host of the GoBundance podcast, founder of the Emerge program, and I'm proud to say that we've been able to put a couple of hundred students through the Emerge program with stellar results. They've been able to achieve goals, transform their lives, and get to the next level of life that they aspire to simply by being part of this incredible program. With the Emerge program, we have three objectives. The first is to create transformation. You're going to establish a goal at the very beginning of this 12-week course. And every week, you're going to get a content drop. You're going to get curriculum. You're going to get support from the community in you achieving that goal by the end of the 12 weeks. Along with that, Our second objective is proximity. You're going to have proximity to like-minded people, just like you, people that you don't have in your regular life right now that you can relate to and talk about what it is you're trying to achieve in life. And they're going to hold you accountable to whatever you say you want to do, or better yet, whoever you say you want to be. With proximity also comes the GoBundance community. Every Tuesday evening, we bring in a GoBundance member and we Q&A them in our millionaire case study segment. Right before that, you get to hang out with your fellow Emerge members on Tuesday evening. And Thursday morning, Diego Corzo comes live to you to teach you about different areas of being a whole life millionaire. And lastly, our third objective, we're going to be watching. We want to make sure you're accountable to achieving what you want and finishing this course. And if you do you'll get an exclusive invite to our Ascend Mastermind where we can really dive in and dig deep on getting you to that whole life millionaire status. Go to GoBundance.com Emerge. Put in coupon code Emerge for $200 off this one-time charge and lifetime access to the Emerge program. You won't regret it. Check out what it's done for other people on the website. And I hope to see all of you in Emerge. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tribe of Millionaires podcast from GoBundance. I'm your host, Jamie Gruber, and today's guest is a GoBundance women's member. She's an entrepreneur. She is a real estate investor and just an all-around amazing person. I got to know through our Emerge program for a bit. Welcome, Allison Bridges. How are you?
2: Great. Thanks for having me. Really oh, appreciate love it. You.
1: Love having you. It's going to be great to kind of dissect and deep dive here. And let's start there. What You're Long Island girl for what I know of you, but give us more. What's the story of, uh, of you Where'd you come from? Where, what are you doing today? Give us kind of the, the, the whole run of it.
2: Sure. So I'm um, from Long Island, Babylon, New York, and um, went to high school here in Babylon, still living in Babylon, um, got kicked out of high school and had to, take a, um, had to take an alternative route for education and wound up choosing the easiest thing I could find possible, which was hairdressing and um, got my hairdresser license. And ultimately, I'm, I'm not really a great employee. So I wound up owning my own salon, which um, I has been working in for the past 15 years. But um, recently, well, within the past four years have retired myself and have a manager working in that salon now and just kind of basically mentor and and help um, guide them in directions that they're going with the salon. And I have a hair care brand as well. And I'm home with my four kids and running to soccer practice and all the, all the good stuff that you get to do when you have four kids.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. What are the range of age range on the kids?
2: Right now they're uh, 16 down to eight.
1: Wow. 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 Busy, busy woman done. You got more coming? Oh,
2: oh my God. Done. Yes. More done. <laughs> is definitely enough. That it you know, gets busier as they get older. So absolutely. Yeah.
1: Double what I have. So I don't, I don't blame you. And we'll talk about real estate here in a second, but you, you kind of glossed over a, a point here that I'd be derelict as a podcast host not to ask about. You got kicked out of high school. What, what's that story? Give us a little bit more there.
2: I just, you know, I didn't conform well with the sit down learning. I, you know, I'm more of a hands-on person started to just cut class. I was very bored. I didn't understand how this would relate to what was happening, you know, in, in, in life, you know? And um, I think also it was a a difficult time to latchkey kid, uh, parents divorcing home a lot by myself. And so you know, kind of down the wrong path, I guess, so to say for a little while, but yeah, I just always was pretty headstrong and, um, I, I, school just wasn't necessarily for me. So
1: was there anything. And I that make that's, I mean, that's, I get that right. From an entrepreneurial perspective, yeah. that's like kind of a pure entrepreneurial trade. It seems like, is there anything that you took from that? From for your from your perspective, you and your husband may be deciding together uh, those lessons, those learnings of what school was for you and kind of your disconnect with it or, or disenfranchisement with it and now with four kids, is there anything that you've done differently with them or are your expectations that they that they kind of follow that path? I'm kind of curious how that how that connection is if there is any
2: There is certainly a connection. I'm actually just starting to write a book about it because there is so much that gets left out of teaching kids about money and all these, all these different, you know, businesses and things that they could be going into. There's so many more options than just the straight up go to college career path, get into debt, and it, it's not for everyone. And so right now, my children are in private school, but they're in private school to learn the discipline. But if they don't want to go to college, I'm totally fine with that, as long as they're working towards something that they, you know, they want to, that they've got to drive for. So, um, I'm, I'm definitely starting to put things into our daily routine of getting them to talk about money, especially the older ones now that we're starting to look at colleges a little bit and what are we going to do after, you know, what are you going to do after high school's over? Um, but we're definitely starting to implement more things into our daily chats with them about money and business and things like that, and just so that they do know that they have other choices.
1: Yeah. That's incredible that the book you mentioned and things that maybe kids don't learn about money. Give me a couple of things. What are, what are some things that you're passionate about that you want your kids, like maybe tactical things that you're teaching your kids or that you might write in the book about?
2: Um, some tap, uh, Well, tactical things like a lot of it will be uh, about mindset also in conjunction with money and business and things like that. So right now we're writing daily intentions. Uh, of what you know what are your intentions for the day and then I'll put um, my intentions too so they actually see things that I'm working on and then those things whether they come to fruition or they don't come to fruition and um, so and then I'll also it gives us our bar- opportunity to talk about different things uh, around whatever it is that we're working on and then a lot of my things has to do with money and investing and, and things like that and then The other thing that we're starting to do is both of my older children work for my businesses. So one will package, I have a products company. Uh, So one will package all the Amazon uh, hair products and ship them out. And so he gets paid to do that. And then my daughter works um, washing dishes and doing laundry at the salon. So they're going to be um, getting uh, stock accounts that they, 25% of their money has to go in every week. And then they're going to be picking their stocks out. Uh, or mutual funds, whatever they they choose to buy on a weekly basis so that they're starting to build their uh, investments up. And then, I mean, a big family goal that we have that I have is that I want all of my children owning a piece of real estate by the time that they leave high school. So everybody will be 18 by the time they leave high school. So they're I'm starting to teach them about like looking at the 1% rule or less, you know, preferably less when they're buying and maybe purchasing something that if they're going to go to school, that they're going to make money renting rooms to other people at the same time that they're going to college. So just, you know, just trying to give them some different ideas of how to make money that there's not only one way.
1: I love it. How do you enroll them in that? Or or are they? I mean, how do you, how do, or do you, do you, is it more just like, Hey, look, you kids, you got to trust me on this, you know, putting a quarter of your, your earnings into stock and owning a piece of property. You'll thank me later. Or do you, is there a way to enroll kids? Cause I mean, a lot of kids could be sort of like, look, I just want to have fun and play soccer or whatever, but what you're teaching is gold. And one day they will thank you. Right. So how do you enroll Let's them?
2: So. Yeah. Officer? You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's some kids are a lot easier than others some just get it and they're gone with it like my daughter was like oh yeah i think i'll buy nintendo stock this week because they were coming out with a new i don't know they're coming out with some new thing in a couple of months for christmas and so she's going to buy nintendo so that she's looking you know to to get a gain on that uh, my the third child is very difficult and he doesn't you know, he doesn't want to buy into any of this. And um, so he fights it tooth and nail, but I think that, but then he'll say something with one of his friends or whatever. they will be like, okay, you are actually paying attention to some of the things. So I think that they will, they are paying attention, you know, as you have it in your household, whether or not they're buying into it right away or showing you they are, they're still listening to it. So
1: Yeah. I've heard a lot. I hear a lot of kids, even myself as an adult, looking back at the things that I might've, that were there, that were present, like what you're doing with your kids around financial, that was not present in my household, but whatever example it might be, how later in life they do come back. Like you are, they are listening. Would you say your, your, your third child is like you?
2: You know, that could possibly be, you know? Yeah, it could possibly be. I, but even as a young child, I was paying attention to money. And you know what he does too. He he'll flip like football cards. He'll buy it and then you know for whatever. So I maybe yeah maybe he is a little bit more like me. He just wants to you know fight it a little bit.
1: Fight it a little bit. A little bit of resistance there. I hear you. you. That's okay though. When did your entrepreneurial journey truly start was it when you purchased the salon like or was it back in high school did you did you know you'd be an entrepreneur did you always know I'm not going to be an employee like when did when did the epiphany happen that you know hey look actually I'm much better doing for myself I'm self-driven self-motivated I can do this on my own were there examples from your childhood or did it not happen until you were in your 20s
2: I think it was definitely younger earlier on even from the time of being like three and four years old, I remember like people reading books to me and I would just kind of like listen to what they were saying and be like, this doesn't make sense. Like what, what you're telling me doesn't make sense. And just wanting to lean into things that made more sense in, in, in the real world for myself. So probably I had some entrepreneurial things going on when I was in my teens, but one when I bought my business And then realized I didn't know how to run a business and we lost 75% of our revenue and customers in the first year. That was when I really got my, you know, my bootstraps kind of business um, sense going and, you know, just had some tough times there in the beginning of, of buying a business.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, I learned a lot peripherally from you just observing and listening to some of your story when you were part of Emerge. And then later up, and this is, I haven't told you this, and this I is love no BS. Emerge. BS.
2: Yep, this is, is it. awesome. It is it's so great. Emerges. Yeah.
1: We uh we yeah uh, I'm I'm proud of it and I'm, i I love that you took be. a took a took a roll through it but um one of the regrets I have from from Steamboat I guess like in my mind I didn't quite grasp I thought your husband was there for the event you were there for Fanbundance so when I saw you that one night it was a brief hey and I'm thinking I'll see her this week but then you guys left I guess Fanbundance was all you were there for so I, I, I know I really you.
2: wanted to stay for the second part but it was all guys <laughs> I was like oh come I on re- that's that's where I wanted to be and hang out and stay is is listening in on that so
1: I know I, I know, know. well I regret not seeing you more is my point, but yeah. tell me a little bit about Fambundance abundance and what you did there. And then we'll talk a little bit about emerge as well, but you're, you're so invested. It sounds like in, in, you know, what your kids are going to do. And if you, you lit up when I asked you about like, how do you enroll the kids? Oh, you know, Writing a book, all this, what is Fambundance abundance for you or why, why that's such, such an investment in the family. And what did that, what did you get out of that? If you don't mind me asking.
2: Um, abundance was great just because you're around other families. And I think it was a little bit of an aha for my children that, you know, we're not, the, a lot of the families that were around on a daily don't necessarily talk about these things that um, you're, you know, that you talk about at Fan Abundance. So being there and surrounded by that uh, was really just a good eye opener. And um, they've definitely have leaned into some of the things that some of the leaders were talking about. And they're they're just, you know, their eyes got opened a little bit, which, which I really was um, thankful for, because we do live in a little small town and, and, you know, they're they're not, you know, but um, yeah, family abundance was great for just having conversations that maybe you wouldn't normally have at the dinner table. Like they're just so much more in depth conversations uh, with the family or that the kids had alone without you with the, uh, with other kids. So.
1: You, you, you mentioned Emerge. You jumped into Emerge, even though you were qualified to be in Go Abundance Women, mm-hmm. you kind of took that, took that course. And between that, what you're doing with the family, you invest so much in yourself, it sounds like personal development-wise, mindset, growth, all of that. Why emerge? Why not go right into the Go Abundance Women's program? Why the continual investment in you? I'm just kind of curious your perspective on that.
2: Well, honestly, I have not. I've actually looked at since I joined Emerge, that was my one of my first steps into actually investing myself and realizing like as an entrepreneur, you feel very alone sometimes. And I've never really joined groups or been in any kind of masterminds or any kind of programs like that. So joining Emerge was like my first real kind of jump in besides a few other little things. I started that that particular year that that's my college. Like that's my next level of learning, which has been really great. And um, I have found that I'm not always, I was afraid, I guess. I was afraid that I would go into GoBundance and maybe not click with people, or I, I didn't know what to expect, I guess. So it was a very like light entry point where I could just go in. It was only a 12-week commitment to it and I could test it out. And if it was something that I felt like I felt home with, then I would go and um, maybe see further about uh GoBundance Women. But it's been great because I love the EMERGE program. I love all the guys at Emerge. And actually I have a business that's doing less than a million in sales I was thinking about going back in and going in with the only with that business in mind. And, and taking it to that next level. Um, so, and then going to the, the women's group has been wonderful because I got to go to my first um, event actually, just this April. And even though I had never met anyone, um, just having people with like like-minded um, goals and, and a drive, and it was like going to a family reunion or something and seeing people but I've never had even met them before ever, so it was really a great experience to go into.
1: Isn't that, that. crazy? When you walk into that room, I know Obviously. on the men's side, it's the same yeah. thing. You walk in, it's like a bunch of 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 you, like you know, driven entrepreneurial millionaire women that you're you're hanging out with, and there's just it's hard not to relate to these people. It's a very narrow yeah. avatar. But I do like you. I I you know I was a W two guy, big time conformist. Like compared to you, you're you're the uh, you'll do what you want to do. I I wasn't that guy. I was the conformist. I got the job. But before Abundance, it was the same sort of thing. Like, what is this? Like, it's like Illuminati. Like, what am I paying for? What am I? What am, what am I a part of here? Right? And then, to your point, you join. You're in this peer-to-peer networking group, and it does just make you feel at home a bit. So, uh, and yeah, it, it was amazing having you in Emerge. It was uh, having somebody at your level, high level, uh, there and partaking. It just it added a lot of validation to what we're doing. So, well, I appreciate.
2: Yeah, I love the structure that you have in Emerge, and that's what's really great. And definitely something that I kind of want to put back into my, my normal routine is that extra level of structure that's there. So
1: I love it. Uh, hey, for everybody listening, go slash emerge, check it out. You've got yeah. a millionaire lady. Sure. Here go and do it. it. So let's talk about your, your hair care pro- products uh, or your hair care line. Is it is it a proprietary product of yours or is it more MLM? Like, give me a little bit more on that. I was curious. Yeah, no, it's,
2: it's our product. We have a chemist that um, formulated it for us and then a couple other products uh, alongside it. So I actually own a salon for curly hair. Uh, we specialize in, in curly cuts and, and styling curls. I do not have curly hair. My hair is pin straight, but the clientele were in need of uh, somebody that understood curly hair, because 65% of people have curly hair, and they either don't know how to work it, or you know, they don't know how to uh, make it do what they want, or or whatever. So we've definitely found a niche area, and um, so the product line was developed because of uh, a need in the marketplace. There was missing products as far as what we saw, because a lot of brands were oversaturating with too many products, too many choices. So my product line is about um, simplifying your routine, simplifying your hair care routine. So all of our products are multifunctional. The shampoo is a shampoo, it's a cleanser, conditioner, detangler, all in one. The gel product is a primer, a gel, a cream, and has UV protectant all in one. So you can use two of our products and eliminate like seven or eight of another brand.
1: Wow, okay, what's the name of the brand? We should share that. Say it one more time.
2: Curlfection.
1: Curlfection. Good name. Is that your name? Did you come up with it?:
2: Yeah, well, it, was, it had actually became a hashtag years ago that when people had a really good curly hair day, they would call it curlfection. So I thought, oh, that's really great. Yeah, we'll just follow the hashtag so we just trade that trademark that, and it's curlfection.
1: Well, let, let's talk about it. Cause I mean, this to me, and I'm sure for many people listening, sounds like it's so big. Like you developed a product, you said a chemist, like it just feels so intense. Like, can you, how did you, what are the, how did you do that? Like, what are the first few steps? Like what, what was the the path like to building a product like this, a, a proprietary product or a blend? Um, I mean, you did research, obviously the curlfection yeah. hashtag 65% of people. I didn't realize had curly hair. That's great to know. Um, yeah. But what are some of the things you do to develop a product like that? Some learnings you maybe. Yeah, having.
2: it's not, uh, it's not, it sounds bigger than it is. And so it's, uh, you know, I looked at first, I was like, all right, well, I have to find a chemist who can formulate this. So uh, I was looking all over California, and I'm in Long Island, of course. I'm looking all over California and um, searching all over the United States. And I wound up finding a chemist literally in Lindenhurst, New York, which, You know where Lindenhurst New York is and I'm in Babylon. So it is literally like we can go and pick up our products. So they the chemist uh, can formulate and um, chemists can, you know, break down products and put together products. So uh, he would put together the product for us, new scents, different things. We would take it and we would give it to our clientele and allow them to test the products out. So they were, and then, you know, because it is formulated by a chemist and not just a kitchen sink kind of thing, we knew it was safe for the clients to use because he was using all, you know, approved uh, products and things like that. So uh, we, we settled on a couple of different formulas. And then um, we, I went to a container and pag- packaging store and they will help you um, put a label together and get UPC codes. And um, they, they, the downside with that is that I wanted a custom bottle. So we had to order a custom bottle that came from the UK. I had to buy uh, 10,000 pieces, mm. but you don't have to do it that large. It can be a much smaller thing. It depends on the type of label that you want. And then um, we deliver the bottles to the chemist and the chemist manufactures right there and then fills the bottles. And then we pick them up and we send them out and my son will package them up for you. If you order online and they're in our online store. And and that's, that's about it. Unfortunately, I feel like I neglected that business a bit because people keep coming back. They keep coming back over and over again to buy the product at the salon. They they buy three bottles at a time when they come, but I've uh, lacked some knowledge in how do I take that to the next level? There's different, you know, when you take it to market, you know, with a larger retailer or something like that, there's a lot more there to know. And I just haven't, explored enough of that yet, but something that's, you know, something that will come in time.
1: So that's amazing. And yes, it will, because you're driven. And what, how do you I'm just curious. Is this like, was it a passion play? Was it more of like, I see a need in the market? Was it more of like, I think about it in a real estate term. So, you know, like almost yeah. like a, a vertical integration thing. Like, Hey, I've got this salon. It would be great to have a, a product I could pair with the salon. Like what was the motivation for it? Was it purely just fun and passion or yeah, I'm kind of curious.
2: It was more about clients just kept coming back to us. Like, I don't know what to buy. I'm at the store. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what I'm doing here. I, and And just as a you know, a mom working because I was working behind the chair for, you know, quite a number of years. I just wanted things simplified for myself. Like I just, it needs to be straightforward, simplified, but I still wanted to, I still want to look good. And, And I knew that they had that feeling as well. And so we created it so that it could just simplify their life. And, and it does. And then it just, it worked out really nicely that, you know, the clients will be at the salon, they'll get their hair done, they'll pick up the product and, you know, their, their needs are satisfied all, you know, all the way around. Wow.
1: That's incredible. That's really cool. I didn't know that you had your own product, but that's really interesting. Yeah. You you have this sort of natural defiance you talked about, you know, from high school all the way through, yeah. where does that manifest today? If anywhere in your businesses, in your home life, or is it something that with age just sort of sort of calm down. I, it sounds so, I don't mean defined, but like, you know, you've had, you have your own identity, you're a strong, strong uh, person in your identity. Where does that manifest today? Where does it help you? Where does it hurt you if it does at all?
2: Um, I think it hurts me in that um, sometimes it's hard to get out of my own way because I'm trying to narrow down how many things I'll go after and start doing because like you you go down too many you know paths and you really wind up not going down too many at all and that's where I think that emerge program of like okay now slow it down like
1: yeah.
2: um let's get a little bit more clear on on what you're working towards and so in that way it hurts me and then in other ways I find that it's good because I'm not listening to everyone else where, you know, where I've had, there was a lot of years where people told me I was crazy for doing things and um, I just ignored them because I just, they're not doing what I want to be doing. So I'm not going to listen to what they're telling, you know, they're telling me. And a lot of times it was like family members that would say like, oh, you're crazy. You're, you shouldn't be doing that. What do you mean you're going to buy rentals or whatever you're, you know, you'll be fixing toilets or you know, that type of thing. And so I just, at least I knew where I was a little bit more clear of where I was going to be going. You know, I had, also had, um, a, um, before I had bought the salon, I had started a, um, housekeeping company house cleaning. And, um, so part of it, I would have to go out and learn how to, um, you know, clean the houses properly and and I had shirts made and you know my mom was disappointed. She was disappointed that I was cleaning houses. And I have never I will, you know, plunge toilets if I have to. I will, you know, do whatever it takes to get wh- where I'm gonna go. And that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me to drop down it, whatever, however you want to look at it, but drop down from what I was doing down a couple levels to get the the knowledge that I needed. I wound up selling that business and, um, right before I, I bought the hair salon, but, you know, I guess that that's probably a level of defiance too, that it just, I didn't, I mean, it, it hurt a little bit that, that she was kind of disappointed in what I was doing, that I was cleaning houses. Like she didn't want to tell friends, but, but now she tells friends, <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, you know, she had a, housekeeping business and she had this or whatever. So I think that as far as the big picture goes, I knew that I would, I knew I would always be okay. I'm always going to be fine. Um, But it doesn't always look that way to other people around you. And, and you don't always have to justify it, I guess.
1: And I I give you a lot of credit. Look, I, I, I I grew up where you grew up. I mean, I moved away when I was 12 or whatever, but still grew up on Long Island. My whole, my entire extended family is still down there. And and this isn't a knock at all, but uh, on Long Island, but it is an an observation I've had, especially that generation ahead of us, your mom, my mom, that age. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't know if the word is vanity or or you know a sense of like uh, 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 what is right, what is wrong, and judgment is so strong there, so Mm -hmm. just a strong. The whole area breeds a strong type of personality, I mean obviously right you look at you look at you, you're a strong personality, but uh that judgment anywhere else may not feel quite as heavy as it does just sitting somewhere you know off the l i e like where you, yeah, where you I would were. yeah I would definitely agree with
2: that right? there's a lot of you know yeah, the way
1: Absolutely. it's supposed to be is the way it should be, and that this that's, how that's it that should, should be. Be. yeah generational judgment is heavy down there so for you mm-hmm. to to do what you did and still have that judgment of your mom somebody that you look up to that's that's hard but you push through and here you are today so yeah. you've since pivoted to real estate, or at least you're in real estate now. Yes. I don't know if you've pivoted fully, but this is what you've added onto your repertoire. What does that look like? Why? Kind of give me a little bit more on your real estate business.
2: Sure. So I actually, um, it'll be four years this December. I actually retired from hairdressing. I stepped back from being, working behind the chair. I didn't want to um, be servicing clients anymore. And so we have a manager at the, the shop. So, I was home with the kids, doing all the the kids' things, and I started getting really bored and um I had kind of before that subscribed to the like Dave Ramsey style of um how I retired early was I paid off my house, I paid off my cars, I got my you know personal expenses down low, and then that way, the income from the salon would be able to cover me and i I was able to retire early, and my husband's already home. He's been home for 12 years now, but, um, so I was bored and I was in the, like the laundry room day after day, just doing laundry with four kids. And I started, I found bigger pockets and I started listening to bigger pockets and, and started to read the books. And I was like, oh my God, like I've been missing out on all this information. Like I just had, I was so excited about it. And, and I still am because it's so, there's so much opportunity out there. And, uh, so I got my real estate license and, uh, we started investing about two and a half years ago after I had felt like I had taken in as much information as I needed to before executing. Yeah. And, um, we did, uh, we started doing investments and now, um, I'm investing to, uh, add passive income and, um, my husband it's, you know, my youngest is eight years old now. So he, before was a stay at home dad. And But he's also super handy. So it was like kind of time for him that he needed to find more, you know, purpose in his day and and things. So he actually really enjoys fixing and, um, you know, doing bird properties and um, you know, doing the maintenance stuff for the properties. So
1: wow. that's an expensive market that you're in too. Do you target certain certain areas, certain asset types? Is there any sort of niche that you're that you're searching for with real yeah, estate?
2: Yeah, it, it is an expensive market. We started with Burr properties, so I've got two Burrs right in Babylon. Um, mm-hmm. So those are 100% cashed out, actually plus because we we took out an additional 40,000 on one of them, but uh, they don't cash flow well. And I just feel like going into the market cycle of where we're at right now, I need to cash flow. Mm -hmm. So um, then we started doing out-of-state investing in Connecticut. And so we've got 14 units in Connecticut now, and those are more cash flow units. And then we've got the two Burr properties in Long Island, and I'm looking for another one now. So we're just still starting out, but Yeah.
1: Starting out, you have 16 total units. I mean, that's a pretty mm-hmm. that's a pretty good portfolio. So, yeah, I starting. guess st- to your point, starting out, but man, you 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 do and you grow quickly. It sounds like it was only three years that you're up to that level. So, amazing, good for you. Um, okay, let's do this. Let's jump over to the one sheet type questions and kind of yeah. run through the different pillars. Uh, and see where you stand in all of these areas. So let's start with the first one, which is horizontal income. How many lines of horizontal income do you have or passive income right now? And if you want to share, it's up to you. What, what, To what extent are you covered for, from an expense standpoint with? Like what, what percentage are you with horizontal income?
2: Um, so, well, percentage. So I'm still kind of getting used to the one sheet and writing it out. Um, so I have, let's see. I have $233,000 a year in horizontal right now. Gotcha. And then gotcha. I, I sold, I did one rental because I have my real estate license. I got one rental and that was a um, uh, $1,600. So that would be my, my vertical income for the year. <laughs>
1: Sixteen hundred bucks. For so, all yeah, so,
2: it went the other way. <laughs> so that's real estate holdings of of income after expenses, and then also um, I do actually keep a W two uh, for my realist uh, for my salon business because it makes it easier for me to get. So technically, it's a W two, but it's it's passive income.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you're not there every day. You're not active in it. You just no. keep it that way for for different reasons. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, of your net worth, is it, uh, would you call it like mostly real estate, all real estate, or do you value the salon in there? Like, how does that, how does that work?
2: I do value the salon in there. I think I undervalue the salon in there. Um, but yes, I, I do. But now I definitely have a lot more real estate holdings as far as the, probably, probably my real estate is probably about more than half at at this oh, wow. point.
1: So are you, are you more inclined maybe it's the equal to go, uh, heavy on the real estate side, heavy on the product side with your hair care product, the curlfection, or maybe a mix of the two, like where's your, where's your focus going at this point?
2: Right now, uh, my goal was to have a total of 25 units for the year. So I'm trying to close that up with nine more units this year. And, uh, I am, some, I guess I'm fifty percent, fifty percent focused right now on um, putting some some mindfulness things into the salon in our training program, yeah. and then also, then also, I'm just doing some underwriting on properties to close out those non-units for the year.
1: Gotcha, makes sense. All right, let's jump over to age-defying health. Can you tell us about your daily diet, exercise routine? What do you do for for vitality? I guess.
2: Well, I. Realize that I'm not happy when I have to go to the gym and things like that, but I do need to exercise. So I've been, so I was listening to a podcast that was like, even if you can't do it the way you would normally do it, just do something, not nothing. So um, I was running two and a half miles every other day. And um, I pulled my muscles. So now I'm just trying to walk two and a half miles every other day and, and get it done within 25 minutes and then yoga once a week. And then food wise, um, just trying to eat more salad, but <laughs> it's hard doing a lot yeah. of travel. So um, it's been a little bit trickier.
1: Oh, I get it. Trust me. Greens are something I lack and I need to be yeah. better at. <laughs> I, I follow a guy, Dr. John Martini. I'm a big fan of his, his content about values and everything. And he talks about uh, uh he actually doesn't believe in the the heavy workout regimen, right? Like the okay. intensities, like like you said, movement, do something, right? Yeah. Walk, all of that is is good enough. And then you supplement that with a decent diet, which that's my struggle. Then I guess you're doing okay. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: trying, but you know.
1: I know, I know.
2: Always so you, improvement.
1: You mentioned four kids, husband, you've been married how long now?
2: Uh 21 years.
1: 21 years. Wow. Uh yeah. what what is your current life happiness index?
2: Uh, mine is currently at a seven,
1: seven, what areas or area are you, you know, maybe focused on, or you see as maybe could use a little bit of uh, a little bit of work for you.
2: I think probably spirituality. Interesting. Uh, we've definitely, um, we had left the church that we were, we just don't go weekly, um, to church anymore. And I, I think that that's an area that I just don't pay much attention to. Um, so I'm more focused on building with real estate or working on my other things. And so I just haven't, I've kind of neglected that area.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, going back to you and your husband, the decision for him to be a stay-at-home dad for you to, for you to work. Um, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. What, what precipitated sure. that decision? It's a bit, I don't want to call it like non-traditional, but I guess it is like, there's more stay-at-home moms than dads is what I mean than, about that. So talk about that decision. Like, how did you come to that? That, that takes some communication. Cause I know a lot of guys, me included, that might struggle to be manly enough to do what your husband did. So can you talk about yeah. that decision and how that all worked?
2: Absolutely. So, um, my husband worked uh, in a deli. He was a, a deli clerk, and um, and I, I had the salon, and uh, we were pregnant with my third child. that one that one's coming back again. So uh, I was pregnant with him, and um, we got some news in the ultrasound that they thought that he had Down syndrome. And so it was just kind of a stressful time. And he had markers and things like that for it. And, um, turned out he actually did not. Uh, but it was just getting to be too stressful with two other kids under the age of five and a newborn baby. So, um, the day he was born Christmas Eve, and that was the last day that my husband worked was Christmas Eve of 2009. We just decided that he was going to stay home and um, attend to the kids so that I could focus on the salon and building the salon up. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, there's, there's definitely been, you know, struggles with, you know, his staying home. It hasn't always been easy for him. You know, he's a, he's more maternal than I am. I would definitely say that. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely had his struggles with that, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. He and I have chatted. I met him in, in Steamboat yeah. briefly, Like you said, he's a driven guy. He's you know, all of that. And, and, uh, it does, it takes a lot. I mean, man, woman, it doesn't matter in my opinion, unless some people are just cut out for it. They just love being yes. around kids all day. And uh, like most people in my world, your world, like your husband, you probably aren't that person. Right. So to, to, to do that, to commit to the family, that's a major, major commitment. And, and like I said, it's a very masculine thing for him to have done. Um, by the way, people, I don't think realize in your part of the country that delis are like religion. They are yes. absolutely the best in the world. You have
2: to, uh, you have to go get a, a Long Island bagel, yeah. New York pizza, and get your deli sandwich. Yep. Yeah?
1: And a hero, we call it there. At least yes. we used to when I was hero. growing up. So, <laughs> um, my my uncles owned own a deli in in uh, Bay Shore called Leggio's Deli. It's this little hole in the wall, nothing spot that just. I mean, it's actually kind of gross. Sorry, Uncle Louie and Uncle Joe. But- <laughs> Kind of gross, but people fill it up, man. It's it's, it's
2: absolutely- they, it doesn't matter. It's like a dirty spoon diner somewhere when you're exactly. on a road trip. You know, you just stop off.
1: It's fine. That's it. That's it. They they fill the place and they sell out. They do a great job. So delis are a big deal. Um, all right, let's talk about contribution at this point. Uh, and you can share whatever you'd like here. How much you sure. contribute, how much time, money, whatever it is, or what you like to contribute to, or on your one sheet, your give back ratio, any of the above. Just talk a little bit about your focus and contribution, where you spend time, money, and energy.
2: Sure. So, I think before I joined Go Abundance, I wasn't paying attention to that all that much. I when I retired, I, I guess I was a little jealous of my husband being home with the kids and being able to go to all the things. And um, so I wound up doing. I'm always class mom. I'm class mom. I would be at their, you know, Tasty Tuesdays before COVID. And and if they had an event, I made it to the event. And so just uh, volunteering PTA kind of stuff, that, that sort of thing all the time. But um, as far as like financial contributions, I never, I mean, we would do it once, once a year or something, a little, you know, something, but nothing really too crazy. So now uh, what I've been doing is once a quarter and it's, it's not, I, I, definitely could be doing better with it. I think, um, I think each year I'm going to add on and add on so that I'm always growing that, um, contribution level, but I, I do $500 to a charity that I feel like is, is doing something worthwhile. And so $500 a quarter, nice. uh, is what I've currently been doing. So I've, I've, done to one life, um, which is, um, Tim Rose and Carolyn Colleen's, uh, charity, uh, donated to put a well, um, in Africa, we've, you know, just a, a couple of different things like that. Um, so wherever we see, um, you know, somebody is, is putting the money to use. Well, we've donated to them.
1: Very cool. I like that. You're putting like a system in place for it. Right. So yeah. Starting that's to, great, yeah. yeah so
2: so then think. next year it'll be, you know, $600 per quarter yep. and it will yep. just keep going up. Yeah
1: we tend to wait till the holidays, right? We tell like I do, mm-hmm. I know like around the holidays, you become really generous this is the season, right? But there's the rest of the year to dig a well or whatever. So I like the yeah. system a lot, if that makes sense. Um, how about your GoPod? Uh, how many are in your GoPod? Uh, how often do you meet and what are you currently discussing right
2: now? Sure. So there's five ladies in our GoPod. We meet weekly. Uh, every Thursday, I actually just talk with all the ladies today, and um they're awesome and everyone's so talented and in different things and it's just a really nice group. The things that we talk about we you know we talk about what you win for the week, what are you working on um things like that If somebody's got a question or a problem, they might you know take that you know whole time up and we'll we'll troubleshoot for them the best that we can and try to support them and Um, just, you know, a lot of us, uh, we have some overlapping interest in that, uh, three of us are starting to do, um, SDRs. So Mm short-term rentals. Uh, so we're all learning about that right now. Uh, I just, Tim and I just bought our first one. So he's currently working on that one right now. That's that's
1: a big deal right now. We had Avery Carl on. She of course is, uh, you know, big in the short-term rental space. Shelby Osborne said she started to convert some of her units over to a short-term and wants to continue to scale that. So big short, short-term rental is big everywhere, but, and no yeah. different in the women's group right now. So really cool. It to is see. The
2: only thing is like, we were looking at it and I was like, how does this, I don't know that this fits my lifestyle. Like I'm not looking to add on more businesses. And so I just, you know, having something that it, the nudge is there more often than with, you know, long-term rentals.
1: True, true. Yeah, it's yeah, weekly or daily or every other mm-hmm. day. Or whatever. Yes. right. Yeah, that makes sense. How about uh, next cu- uh, bucket list adventures? What's up and coming for you? What uh, What are you excited we about? You know, I so excited.
2: Two- we are. We booked uh, a month in Europe. So next summer we have um, uh, we have a cruise that leaves from Spain. It goes. We'll do. We'll do a week in Spain, and then uh, the cruise leaves from Barcelona, and it goes to uh, France. Italy for 10 days. And then I think we'll do another like week in Italy and that will be our big, like, it's like a bucket list. That's the one thing that's been really great about GoBundance is that they encourage you to do these bucket list things. So I've done more bucket list items in the past six months than I have in probably 15 years.
1: Like what? So, what else have you done?
2: Uh, we went downhill mountain biking. That was really cool um, did that. Um, uh, my husband just took my son to, um, where, where is it? Uh, to go see the Steelers at the stadium and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those types of things. So it's getting the kids to talk about things that they want to do too, and just booking the trips. And, um, a lot of my things was I, I would stay home a lot because I'd be working or always having a project and not saying yes to things, and so I've been saying yes to a lot of things, and I'm I'm traveling every weekend to all different parts of the country, um, all this month and next month. So, it's exciting. wow, yeah,
1: wow, get, getting around. I like yeah. it. That's great. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. Very get cool. out there and do it.
1: Why not? Like you said, it is important. Like when you think at the end of life, what are you going to really remember? Is it going to be that, you know, I didn't pay as much as I could have for this thing, or I saved money on that, or is it going to be a month in Europe? I'm assuming with the kids, right? The whole family, or is it just you? and? Yeah, I guess I'll bring them.
2: Yeah.
1: Are they excited? They're ready to go.
2: They are. They're a little like, Whoa. Okay. You know, like they're a little taken back, but I think they are excited about it. And especially my daughter, cause she's, she'll be 17. So this definitely. is the summer right before she is finishing up with um, high school. So oh, we definitely want to, you know, it's like times are ticking and you don't even really realize it until you wake up one day and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like there's only, you know, there's 18 summers. That's it. That's you true. got 18 summers. So you got to make a, make the most of it.
1: Yeah. I think about that. My kids are younger, six and three, but I, you know, the the three-year-old is just getting Christmas this year. Like we've talked about it. He kind of gets like list and Santa and all that stuff. But between with the two of them, that magical Christmas, if you will, that might be three years, six and three years old together. It might be three or four years. And, uh, you know, to your point, it makes you, it makes you, I think hasten your action a little bit, uh, to get to where you're trying to get to. It puts a deadline in place if you will. So, uh, yeah, no, very cool. All right. Well, let's wrap this up with a question from the GoBundance card game. This is the six of clubs, which I say on every episode. I say it's the six of clubs, and then I say it doesn't matter because it doesn't. But for some reason, I like saying the number. The question is, uh, what is something... Did you answer this? Let me think for a second. Maybe not. What is something you resisted initially that ended up being exactly what you needed? GoBundance. (laughs) <laughs> feels like I teed that up a little bit no?
2: <laughs> a little bit but I think it's very relevant that I was I was definitely like hesitant to join and and it turned out to be one of the best things that I've done
1: I'm going to ask you one more because I felt like that was a little bit uh but I'm going to no ask you wow. this one's the five of diamonds which again doesn't matter this one you ready for this one okay so heavy. what is your life's purpose
2: my life's purpose Huh? Such a hard one. I've always struggled with that one. Me too. My life's purpose, as
1: far as you know, we'll call it right, or as far as your your best guess at it, because that is a my
2: best part. guess is, hmm, I think my life's purpose might be to help educate other hairstylists, hmm. um, on, on what's possible.
1: Give me a little more on that. What do what, what, why, why that is just like they, they are in that active income mindset without the idea that there's, it's possible to do kind of follow your path or. Uh,
2: you know, people kind of like, again, it's kind of the same thing as like, oh, if you say like, oh, I, you know, I clean houses, it's, it's looked down upon and people don't believe that hairdressers can make good money and they're, it, it's, you know, it's something like family members were like, Oh, you'll, you know, you'll do okay. You'll go be a hairdresser. You'll, you know, it's, it'll be easy or whatever. And um, you learn a lot of skills as a hairdresser. And, but I don't feel like people really understand the advantage that they have and and they can really, you know, do well with it and become a six figure stylist and and they just don't know that it's possible. So that's definitely something that um, I'm working on, you know, having, you know, even just uh, the people that work for me understand that there's, there's a lot of possibilities out there and a lot of opportunities. You just have to kind of look for them.
1: It's a great name for an online course, by the way, Yeah, six figure stylist, maybe it's already taken or no.
2: Okay. Might be, but worth looking into,
1: right. You could easily create that. I mean, I don't mean to just, a, but that's a great, like if people ask you enough, enough times, it's a great way to create maybe a little business out of it that serves people. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? well, keeping it passive for you because that's what your, your values are, which is great. Um, I'm going to ask you one more because I feel like the first one, this is a better version of the first question. I've never asked more than one of these, by the way. So you're, you're, I get a
2: lot today. I like it. I'm
1: hitting you with three. I'm hitting you with three. All right. So this, this, it's the other side of that same five of diamonds card. And it's kind of the opposite of the first question is what is your spirit saying yes to that? Your mind is still
2: resisting. Hmm. Large multifamily.
0: <laughs> it,
1: what is large? What do you mean by large?
2: 100 units plus.
1: Okay. Walk me through that. What is, what is it? Why is your spirit saying yes, but your mind is still resisting?
2: My spirit's saying yes because I know I can raise money. I have raised money. My mind is saying you're not equipped enough to do this, or you don't have the experience to do this, or whatever. So I feel like I'm just not, I got to get my, my mind out of the way and get going on spirit of, you know, I, and that's a mindset thing, right? It's just overcoming that hurdle of, yes, it is possible. You absolutely can. And, you know, you just have to dive in there, but I, I find reasons why I can't all the time. And that's, so that's what I have been holding back on.
1: You know, it's funny, you're making me, you me got these ideas coming to me for some reason, you're inspiring yeah. me, but six figure stylists, that core seller for $5,000, take that $5,000 from each person and put it into a fund where that money for them and on their behalf gets invested in deals that you're doing. So now you've got yeah. you know a 506B fund with all of these stylists who are not only getting education on how to build their income, but also, also are investing in their future passive income.
2: That is definitely a, a good idea.
1: There you go. Thanks. 10%. That's all I expect on it.
2: Okay.
1: I'm good to go. (laughs) Let me know
2: where to send the (laughs) check.
1: Alison, thanks so much for being on. Where can people uh, find out more about you, follow you, learn more, what products, anything you want to kind of plug here, go for it.
2: Sure. Uh, Well, my salon is curl evolution, just curl evolution.com and uh, my real estate stuff is on Instagram and that's living modern rentals on Instagram.
1: Beautiful. Well, thanks so much for being on. It's always great connecting with you. I appreciate you being here. Thanks and uh, yeah, much. I hope great to see you. Talk to you soon. You too. Thanks again. The wrong tribe confounds the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller tribe of millionaires, a $20 value at tribe of
0: free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribe of millionaires.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Go Bundance podcast. We hope to see you at a live event in the near future. If you're new to us, here's a quick explanation of our programs. Number 1, Emerge, a web-based journey for millionaires to be. Number 2, Ascend, an interactive mastermind, the next stage of our journey. Number 3, Go Bundance Elite, the original tribe of millionaires. Number 4, Go Bundance Champions, 5 million net worth and above. Number 5, GoBundance Women, a tribe of amazing badass women. For detailed information on all five of these, simply find us at GoBundance.com. Until then, grab life big.